yes, high psychological functions are all different. Thinking is not the same as memory. Memory is not the same as imagination. Imagination is not the same as will. And will is not the same as attention. But my task, Vygotsky said, my task is not to find what separates this from each other. My task is to find what is similar. And what is similar is they all develop according to the same law. Okay, Nikolai, nice to see you again. Yeah. Here we are, <laughs> huddled up, huddled up in our homes. Yeah, and yeah, it was a it was a very very busy day. Uh, just was reading and writing the whole day, good. but it's okay. Good. Well, good morning. Mm -hmm. It's six a.m. for me. Yeah. It's good to see you. Um, I figured we started with uh, principle four, which is where we left off. Can you tell me and us a little bit about your new book? I know it was published by Springer. Uh, the title's slipping my mind a little bit, but I know it's I know it's you and David Kellogg were translating and commenting on some of Vygotsky's unpublished works. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, this is the book you are speaking about. I don't know. Is it a mirror mirror re reflection or somehow? That? So, but the book is called Vygotsky's Pedagogical Works, Volume One: Foundations of Pedology. Uh, well, uh, I don't think it's great to make a kind of ad adverts or, or, or promotion of your own book. Some colleagues of mine are doing this quite actively, and this is about market, this is about names, but this is not my book. That's why I wanted to tell about this book. This is Vygotsky's book. So, and nothing bad is in advertising the Vygotsky's book, the book of Vygotsky. So uh, the idea of me and my colleague David Kellogg is to translate uh, five volumes of all Vygotsky's uh, articles, books and chapters about pedology, all pedagogical works of Vygotsky. That's why it's only volume one. But even taking this as a volume one is very important because this uh, volume is a translation of seven lectures of Vygotsky he did for students, for teachers in Leningrad just several months before his death. It was one of the last public course of lectures Vygotsky did for students and uh, that's the first reason and when David Kellogg invited me uh, to this project to translate this book I was very happy because I, I know this book it was published in Russian language in 2001 mm -hmm. so almost 20 years ago but I don't know whatever reasons it was never translated since and we decided just to fix this gap and make it and make a translation and what I'm proud about is that we tried to make the very good translation that's why we were working about 15 months mm. 15 months having only seven lectures 
we were thinking carefully about every single word, how to find the best. And as well, David Kellogg, we know that huh? sometimes uh, we know that yeah. you have objected over individual words before and have yes, gone on yes. to have like one or two hour yeah. lectures. So yes, <laughs> you are right. And the problem of translation is the big one of the biggest problems with Vygotsky's legacy because um, many translations, uh, which is which are the basis for English speaking researchers are not good and translation mistakes might generate lots of misunderstandings and that's why we wanted this book to be good translation so mm -hmm. this makes me very proud and plus we did some commentaries and why this book is important because it opens undiscovered Vygotsky why it opens undiscovered Vygotsky for example, this book gives us an answer to a very simple question. By the way, Anthony, I always ask this question if I want to, not to test, not to check, but if I want to, how to say, to, to provoke. Gage, yes. To provoke Vygotskians, so-called Vygotskians experts. And the question is very simple. Look, if we think that Vygotsky theory is a theory, if it is a theory, the theory should be based on certain objectively existing laws, like Newtonian, Newtonian, Newtonian theory is based on the uh, objectively existing physical laws of movements and gravity. The same biology, the same chemistry, you know. So if, if the theory is not based on the laws, we can hardly call it a theory. And my question is very simple. If we are doing Vygotsky studies, if we are based on Vygotsky theory, if we are following Vygotsky, we should know absolutely clearly Vygotsky's laws, laws Vygotsky has discovered, laws which are foundation for the cultural historical theory, right? You cannot do any research in mechanics if you have no idea about three laws of Newton. Okay, and my question is very simple. How many laws? <laughs> six. Okay. Wow, you find you you show me six. Yes, yeah, very good. But you know, the literature, the, if you look at the literature, I'm just, I'm just guessing. I, I just, the just last guessing. time I guessed five, and you told me I was wrong. Uh, so. No, yeah, six again, not, not correct. Okay, well, uh, some some people know only one law which is the general genetic law of development and they are quoting 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 this law some people are speaking about two laws two some people gives us uh, lists of four laws but if you compare this list they are different so if you look at the literature of Vygotskyans you see that they have no agreement about how many laws Vygotsky discovered and can you imagine the same situation in physics for example yeah, can you imagine the same can you imagine the same situation in biology i cannot so that's why it's my provocation so this book gives us answer because seven lectures but three lectures three out of seven lectures are completely devoted or dedicated to psychological problems first is the role of 
heredity in psychological development, the role of environment in psychological development, and lecture five, general laws of psychological development of children. Mm. So, this book brings four more laws to cultural historical theory. Okay, we know some, might be five or six and, or four. The book is upside down. Oh, sorry, upside That's down. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, so we cannot, we can debate and argue about how many laws, three, two, four, five, but never mind. What, it, might be, just, it might be X plus four. <laughs> can, can you just very quickly uh, name, you don't even have to describe one of them or I have to get No, 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 no. It's very easy. Just they are all there. So what I'm saying is that the value of this book, the importance of this book is that in this book, because he gives and explains very detailed because of the audience, there were students, very detailed. Mm -hmm the formulation of these laws, how these laws work, and gives a lots of examples from research, mm. from observations of how these laws are um, manifested themselves. So this is, and unfortunately only one of these seven lectures were translated. It's uh, 1994, the Vygotsky's reader, only one. But the most important lecture, which is number five, is translated for the first time. So that was that's that was the reason why I wanted to present this book yeah, to nice. the audience. If there is a if there is an interest, and the idea is that we will publish five volumes. We are now working on the volume two, which is the complete book called "The Problem of of Age," because mm. as you probably remember, in volume five of Vygotsky, there are only several chapters. Uh, uh, published and translated, but we want the whole book to be translated. Well, last time, the last time we spoke, the last time we spoke, you re you referenced the problem of age, and yeah. so is that a text that uh, English readers have not encountered yet? Mm, yep. Uh, oh, so in no no in collected works, if hmm. you take volume five of collected works, there is a part of the volume five oh, called okay. the problem of age. Okay. But only but only selected chapters were published because they were published first in Russian edition, not the whole book, but only selected chapters. I see. Okay. The, the whole book, as if the whole book did not exist, <clears throat> but it did. So the next the right. next volume will be the complete translation of all chapters of Problem of Age. And, and these are the lectures at the end of his young career after he's yep. gone through whole pretzel and all the twisted yeah, paths that he took. Just, just uh, one or two months before nice. he died. So, okay. So let's finish this story. Yep. Uh, I think I, I think I did I did enough. And now okay. we come to the we come to the point. Yes. Um, okay, Nikolai. So in the past we've discussed uh, three of these five principles. That, yes. uh, you have sort of extracted, uh, they're not laid out directly in Vygotsky's work, but you have extracted the presence of each mm -hmm. of these. And, yes. and today I believe we're going to talk about uh, the principle of developmental tools. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure 
you could describe that in a way that I haven't thought of before. And I think the pattern we've been using is pretty much why the tool is important and how it relates to the theory as a whole, how it fits in. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then also a little bit about studies that actually yeah. use this particular tool. Yeah. And then we, as the audience, uh, can think about how we might potentially adapt these, these principles into classroom settings. So yeah. how's that yeah. sound to you? Yeah, sounds okay. Okay, sounds okay. Well, uh, as I said previously, and I think I said several times, uh, these principles were not formulated by Vygotsky himself in a form of the list of principles. This list you just demonstrated is what I did on the basis of working with Vygotsky's published and published texts, especially when there are texts uh, describing the concrete experimental settings, experimental design, what was the experimental about, about what we saw. I just wanted to, to take, to grab, to, to, to take, because I wanted to learn myself, what does it mean to make a Vygotsky, Vygotsky's experiment? What is the difference? How this type of experimentation is different from the traditional, classical, uh, uh, famous uh, uh, psychological experiments being in mm. the laboratory or in the classroom doesn't matter so for me it was a kind of task uh, to be able to continue doing experimentation according to general principles or approaches I was not sure that there are any principles I was just trying to to find and so I, I did work hard for several years with Vygotsky's texts and of mm. course in the dialogue with my colleagues and my teachers. So, and this list is the result of that, but I still don't want, don't like when people call it Verisov's principles. Mm. Uh, I disagree. These are not Verisov's principles. They are Vygotsky's principles. Of course, he did not, he did not, he did not present this list explicitly but so-called implicitly, they all are there. So and we had discussion about uh, three of them before, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and today we are coming to the principle number four, which is the principle of the development of tools. And as you suggested, the kind of uh, framework for discussion. So I will start from the point why this principle is important. Mm. So, the answer is uh, quite uh, quite simple on one hand. On the other hand, it's not as simple. So <clears throat> this principle is important because it is related with another principle of the theory. This is experimental principle. This is the principle how to organize the experiment but it has a relation with the theoretical principle, which is called the principle of mediation. Mm. The principle of mediation or the concept of mediation or the, the uh, idea of mediation, whatever. And of course, you know that for many people, this is the main and the most important contribution of Vygotsky to the psychological studies. There are several books which are trying to 
convince all of us that the most fundamental, the most important contribution and uh, uh, impact of Vygotsky to the world psychology was that he introduced the principle of mediation. For many people, cultural historical theory and mediation are related, are synonyms even. Mm. So, and yes, that's, that's correct. Mediation is very important. Mm, and it's one of the, one of the key characteristics of Vygotsky theory. But from my point of view, this is only one of key characteristics and not the only one key characteristic of Vygotsky and all other ideas are coming from. For me, Vygotsky theory is a kind of map where every point is not less or more important than the others. They all work together and we cannot understand one, one aspect without understanding its relation to the other one. So all these ideas are uh, equally important, so to say. And that's why uh, it makes me sometimes not sad, but disappointed slightly, disappointed slightly when I read that the main principle, the most important idea was the mediation. So, and that's why if we read Vygotsky's texts, we can, we, we can find there lot of, lots of ideas about mediation and activity and all these things. But for Vygotsky, mediation was important only in respect to the role of mediation in the process of development. Not mediation as it is. For example, we are now speaking to each other. You are interviewing me or I prefer this to be a dialogue. Mm. So, what mediates our dialogue? Is it mediated? Of course it is. At least it is mediated by the technical tools we use. You are in United States, I'm in Australia, and we have to use the technical tools which mediates our communication, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And a second. I speak English, you speak English. Mm. Your English is much better than mine. My English is awful as I know. But however, if we do not have this mediator, this tool, our communication would be absolutely impossible. Yes? Yes. Yes. Be very but, yes, but this is not the point Vygotsky was thinking about. Everybody knows that all our activities are mediated. Mm -hmm. Even when we eat, we are using spoon or, ch or chops, you know, depending on our culture, and or cups <laughs> when you drink. What, what's, what's new here? Mediated activity. All activities are mediated. Why? Why okay. we have to... So, but Vygotsky's message was not about that. Vygotsky's message was about, as you know, the, the subject matter of the theory is the process of development. So, Vygotsky's question was, what is the role of human mediators 
in the process of development. As you said, human mediators, right? As opposed no, to human, other types. Human, no, human mediators, yeah. Right. Or, culture, a, or, or cultural mediators, right? As opposed so, to natural mediators? Oh, well, uh, yeah, well. Like uh, the weather or something? Uh, yeah, this, right. these are objective facts, but Vygotsky's focus was on the process of development, yeah, of mm -hmm. higher psychological functions. So, and the question was that what is the role of these mediators in development? And he made a very important step. He made a very important step. He divided, separated two types of mediators, two types of means, two types of tools people are using uh, which mediate their uh, activities. The first type is just physical tools, for example, tools of labor. When we are building a house, we have to use some instruments, yeah? instruments, and we mediate, uh, we are using the hammer, we are using all these, so. Top. Yeah, and 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 this and, is this would this would be considered a human a human mediator, but it's a kind of uh, physical tool. It's it's not a sign. Right? It's a tool uh, which has its physical properties, and we use this tool to so. And what what this tool mediates? It's a mediator, but what between what and what mm -hmm. this mediator exists? It mediates our relations with the with the objective world with other physical objects so yeah yes. okay so and Vygotsky says that this is important but this is not a psychological nothing nothing to do with psychology here but there is a second type of mediators a group of mediators or the class or category of mediators he called these mediators signs, signs, okay? So, and for example, language is a system of signs, actually. Every language is a, a created system of signs. So, what's the difference between signs and physical tools as mediators? first mediates our relationship to other objects mm -hmm. we are changing the objects around us we are building something new around us using these mediators it is directed to other objects the signs are not directed to objects signs are directed to other people they are mediators of our interactions communications relationship with other people with other people so and therefore science using science is a very important characteristic from the point of view of psychology so, and, so he, and he and he called okay. and he called the sign a special type of tools called psychological tools mm -hmm. psychological tools these are physical tools and they are psychological so and that's why and, and like he, any and like any tool that could be used for 
for good or bad, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we could yeah. also say maybe tools mediate between people yeah. and objects, yeah. and yeah. signs mediate between people and people. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes and people, it's sometimes people treat people as objects, but still, it would yeah, be considered yeah, a sign. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and 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 system of signs are culturally created by people. And Vygotsky, yeah, I don't want to tell you the whole story. I'm just mm -hmm. giving you some some snapshots sure. because as we as we agreed, it's not a repetition. I'm just highlighting some points. And he made a very important, uh, how to say, very important summary or extract of that. He said, and now I'm I'm literally quoting. The human development is different from the other type of development by the principle of signification the principle of signification which means that that people they create the cultural science or they use the cultural science in their life animals never do this even the high, highest de developed animals, they have no uh, as developed speech, for example, as, as we do. So, and many other many other aspects of, of, of these mediators. Mm. And what Vygotsky also said is that even in his time, there were some research uh, introducing the concept of the artifact artifact mediating artifact and Vygotsky was very critical he said that the idea of mediating artifact eliminates the difference between tools and signs they are different by combining these two in one idea of artifact makes the whole picture vague vague you know and uh, it's it's like a smog you know so that's that's important. So I have a very quick question. Is there uh, yeah, are yeah, there certain yeah. are there certain tools that sort of walk the line between tool and psychological tool? Uh, it's sort of hard to distinguish which role it's playing or well, maybe it bounces the, back and uh, forth. The, the, there is one well, I know one research done in Russia when the researcher was uh, studying the how computers mediate the uh, collective learning. And it was very difficult to separate. To separate, is a computer a, a phys physical tool, or the computer is a physical tool which works at the same time as a mediator uh, or between the learners? Mm. And in this case, of course, we cannot separate this. So, but a computer is still not a tool of labor. Mm. So, I think the computer is designed to mediate people, but it doesn't make it a cultural science. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, okay, it's still a physical object, but so I think that, that the functional role is important. So, and we are coming back to Vygotsky because likely, likely, fortunately, during his life, there were no computers. It was not his problem mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to give an answer. But, but the answer he, 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 he gave was that this is the principle of signification. Uh, our ability to use cultural science or and or to create cultural science.
does the does the uh, does the when one gains the ability to use a sign is that equal development or not necessarily? Yeah, it is, and I will come to this a little bit okay. later. Sorry, I, I'm making a long lecture, but okay. I just want to I just want to make it clear. So, uh, question number two. So I, I finished question number one. So uh, no, 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 not not your questions, but uh, I just introduced the principle of mediation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then Vygotsky continues, and uh, I'm coming back to the contemporary literature. And in contemporary literature about Vygotsky and Vygotskians, I find a lot of things like mediating sign, mediating artifact, sign mediates, something like that, as if, uh, and you know, it's, mm, it was repeated so many times. It's a cumulative effect, so to say, that people, uh, people take it as for granted. Of course, mediate, mediating artifact, sign mediates, whatever, whatever, whatever. But do you know that that's not correct? For Vygotsky, the question was not what mediates. For Vygotsky, the question was who mediates his or her activity and communication using tools of mediation. It's not a sign. It's not the English which mediates uh, our conversation. No, psychologically, we are, you and me are using English as a tool to mediate our communication. Do you see the difference between? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So, and ironically, Vygotsky said that to say that the sign mediates is the same to say that in Kepler's experiment, the chimpanzee using stick to take the banana says that sticks takes the banana for, <laughs> for chimpanzee, but it's not stick takes the banana for chimpanzee. It's chimpanzee is using stick to take the banana. That's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the problem. And unfortunately, this idea of Vygotsky was not accepted. At least I know nothing written about that what i see in literature is repetition of the sign mediates mediating artifacts all these things all these things so and Vygotsky said that telling this that sign mediates you are excluding the human beings you're you are forgetting the human beings it was by the way the one of the it's a reference to one of the dramatic pieces of chekhov saying that human being is forgotten mm. you see so okay so this is where there's this is a i guess the error of attending more to the social situation to, or more yeah. to the environment or to yes the, the tools yeah. and the structure yes. you know that's yes. a yeah. You know, as human if, beings, as human if, beings can be yeah. split that way sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you got it. You got it absolutely yeah, correctly. Okay. And Vygotsky was categorically against that. He said that we should not exclude the human being who is using the sign signs to mediate, would, especially would he, especially when when there is a situation which requires, sure. for example, 
if there is a situation which requires us to remember something, we are using notes, right? We don't we don't have the task to remember something if this task did not appear in a certain very concrete situation. Okay, so that's what I, I that have was. One more quick question. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Kudzinski's he's he's usually good at uh, uniting two different elements together with some sort of third option for example like mm -hmm. the biological mm -hmm. versus the mm -hmm. social mm -hmm. finds like a third path mm -hmm. yeah if you had say human sign and maybe context or environment human sign another human okay would he, would he sort of put and, equal and, would, he, would he put equal but, weight yeah but if the anton it's clear if there is a human and a human two humans at least and then and the science which mediates that relationship. It's already a social situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a minimal unit of the social situation when two people are communicating using cultural tools. So you cannot separate. That's why I said that, that, that you cannot say that social interaction is the most important. Okay, social interaction is the most important, but it's not possible without mediation. Say, so, oh, mediation is important. I said, mediation? doesn't work if there is no social interaction. So all, all at least these two two concepts are equally important. Got you it. cannot you cannot explain mediation without referencing to social interaction. You cannot explain social interaction without referencing to mediation. Mm -hmm. So this is the this is the theory and you know every theory should have a link links, relations, connections between different concepts. For many people, they, they, they are different concepts, just list. But for us, it's not. It's a system of concepts. We cannot explain and understand one concept without reference to another one. And your example is brilliant. So, and I have okay. another, another very quick yep. question. Yep. It sounds yep. like you were saying the emphasis mistakenly used to be on uh, uh, the, the, the sign had a greater weight, so to speak. Yeah. And then it sounds like you might be suggesting that the human should so, have, yeah. let, let me finish once, the human should have a greater weight. Um, or, or is it that human with sign, it, like, I know this is a nitpicky point, but is it human with sign is more accurate or human using sign that's more accurate? Uh, the, the most accurate is, as I said, we, we, have, we have to stop asking questions, what mediates? Mm. We have to ask the question, who mediates? Okay. Okay. So, and by the way, by introducing this idea of the sign as a mediator, which we use, which we use to mediate our activities, has an important consequence. And this is the point when Vygotsky started to separate himself from Pavlov. Do you remember we had a discussion that at the beginning Vygotsky was very close to physiology or reflexology of Pavlov and he mm -hmm. even used a lot of Pavlov's terminology like signalization, signal, uh, reflex. So, and I know one article of Vygotsky when he said that sign is artificial signal. <laughs> what does it mean? It means that he was trying to introduce a new idea but he was still trying to, to, to keep the old terminology, like artificially created signal. But then he 
rejected the idea of signaling as the as explanation of the uh, higher psychological functions he said that human beings are different because they they are they uh, their activities their communication interaction is uh, uh, based on the principle of signification in contrast to the power of principle of signalization mm. so not signalization anymore just signification and from that time any ideas of signaling disappeared from Vygotsky's writing he he had created a new concept a concept of sign which is related to the principle of mediation which is that the human beings are using cultural mediators cultural tools to mediate their activities so you see the new program started to appear in Vygotsky that's why that's why he said it and and look for Pavlov what was human speech do you know how Pavlov defined it it's very very famous he said that we have two signal systems the first signal system is a system equal to us and animals uh, signals from outside like uh, like a stim stimuli from outside world signals mm -hmm. for example if the if the dog uh, feels danger the dog react dog reacts mm -hmm. okay or, or trying to hide away or whatever and he said that human beings have two signal systems the first signal system as in animals and the second signal system which is speech speech is a second signal system okay and and for Vygotsky it was not mm. Vygotsky said no 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 speech is not just a signal speech is something which is much more difficult because this is related to mediation and this is related to science cultural science rather than signal mm. and the role is the role is not to irritate our brain our hemispheres is is the role is that using our using science people are, are creating their high psychological functions this is uh, why this principle i'm coming back to my principle of cultural tools okay, mm. or developmental tools is so important because science are developmental tools or the tools of mind as badrova says so so and, and mediation is the process of of, of developing and this why this is why the uh, the principle of the concept of sign and the principle of mediation and the principle of signification are the most important things three things makes this principle very 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 important okay that was the answer for the on the first question why it's important mm. and what and what is a common unfortunately widespread misinterpretation of that so and we, we as researchers and you as teachers should not forget that everything we do we do for children we should not forget a human being mm. Mm? because science are not science if nobody use them science cannot mediate science themselves cannot mediate anything and until somebody takes and use this as a as a mediator right so we are not people who are ascribing 
to the sign and magic force to be able to mediate something by itself. It's not, it's not, it's not correct. It may be correct, but it's not correct from the point of view of Vygotsky. I might discuss this, I might disagree with that, but my point is to understand first, okay, before, before I say I agree or disagree. This is another story about that, that people are disagreeing or agreeing without understanding. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not the task. My task is to try to understand. Okay. Be so before you, before you explain mm -hmm. more about how this particular principle fits into the larger theory, I have a quick question. Uh, is a genre, for example, uh, a presidential speech or press conference or a press briefing or an inaugural speech or a sonnet poem is is a genre synonymous with the sign or is it sort of like a family of signs working together yes yes of course okay sure depends on that but i'm coming back to the point mm -hmm. do you remember uh the point is that Vygotsky tried to understand the role of the sign cultural science in the process of development okay when we are speaking about the genres, so the presidential speech, for example, it's already mediated. We are we, we are already developed people. We okay. can we can understand speech. So it's you are speaking about the fruits, about the results. Okay. But Vygotsky was focused on about what is the whole process which brings to these results, which brings that we are able to use science. Written, written speech, language, okay. any kind of genres. So for him, it was important to understand why it's so important for uh, higher psychological functions. And I will come to this uh, when I will answer your second question. And so, if, hmm? so if somebody learned to work in a new genre, say like as a teenager, for example, or even as a mm -hmm. young adult, and they learned how to uh, acquire all the habits and awareness that goes with successfully operating within that genre uh is that described as development so, like to what extent is that described i don't mean to be nitpicky but i'm very curious like uh, are, are are functions developing there yes if they are if they are <clears throat> trying to use a new science they didn't use before mm -hmm. it's a very good chance you know there are no automatic outcomes so it might happen or might not it might happen that they have a uh, uh, um, a new course of development, they can develop themselves their higher psychological functions which did not exist at all for them. So dealing with cultural tools is important and uh, I can make a reference to the research of uh, my colleague Veronika Nurkova who, may, who, who is doing a fantastic work about the development of memory, mm. just memory, how people are, how contemporary people, especially students, are now using their memory and what she discovered is that because of new tools because of new science because of new system of science and tools mm. uh, there is a tendency that people do not memorize the information they only memorize the place where this information is located where to mm. find <laughs> okay you see the content of memory as a higher psychological function is moved from remembering the information to remembering just the place where to go to find this yeah sure okay so 
that's that's interesting but what is the most interesting is is that the principle of mediation the principle of signification and the idea that not the sign mediates but the human being mediates his or her activity and interaction using signs old signs or new signs because do remember signification is the use of signs and a creation of signs so so this is a universal principle which works because this is about the human development this is a universal principle without using signs as mediators there is no development and i'm now gradually coming to the, to the second question in your list how this principle is related to the theory and i partly answered to the question so it is related to the theory because it is related to several other important uh, concepts of the theory so it is related with the concept of the sign right so it is related to the concept of mediation it is related to the concept of uh, the, and the principle of signification in contrast to signalization mm. and is related to the ideas of 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 cultural development so this is I, I already mentioned i just want to summarize and through this it is related to the idea of the social interaction as a source of development you mm. see you see every concept is located in the system of other concepts and this is the only way to understand particular concept is to describe the relationship with other concepts as Vygotsky said in thinking and speech he said that when we are working with children scientific concepts when we are developing concept development we have to have in mind the idea that we cannot introduce the concept itself what we are introducing is a concept in the system of the concepts mm. so that's why scientific concepts are not okay to be developed in early childhood because in early childhood children cannot understand the system of concepts so their level of development does not allow them to understand they might they might understand on their level some something about some specific concepts but it will be not in it will be not in their mind they will they will rather remember what is this about rather than understand because the the the, the early childhood is the is the, the period of life is a psychological age when the leading uh, higher psychological function is memory for children at this age to think means to to take something from the memory okay okay so and only in later stages thinking becomes the leading function and then memory subordinates to thinking but so, at early childhood uh, thinking subordinates to memory memory guides the thinking so this is but really we can discuss this later and i'm just reminding you about our second volume we are translating the problem of age this is the volume where vygotsky explains this mm. and also the laws of subordination are presented in this book lecture five one of the laws is the law of subordination of hierarchy of high psychological function okay so i'm using this as a kind of propaganda of Vygotsky. sorry well and and the book i'm going to be honest the book becomes more appealing when the book is an answer to a question that just arose organically because yeah. i had three questions in my head you know? yeah okay and you're like okay 
Okay, this is the answer. <laughs> where to find the answer. This is a, yeah, he formulates the law of subordination saying that if every, at every age, psychological age, there is one leading function mm. and all others are subordinated and then they change the places. So, and therefore the development goes from one stage to another through the critical periods when there is a kind of re reorganization of the whole system of functions and it goes in order. But mm. it's, it's, a, it's a different question to discuss, but uh, I think as you, as, you as you ask the question, I'm giving you, trying to give you the answers according to my understanding. Maybe not correct answers, but this is how I understand. Yeah. Well, there's one thing. Okay. Quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So if a child is basically too young, understand the scientific concept because that concept is sort of nested or related to a constellation of concepts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the child is more sort of memory oriented right mm -hmm. um, does the child when, as the child learns the relation of concepts and the scientific concept it, hold, hold on is, is, is memory the main force there because you're remembering how this relates to this and this relates yeah, to this yeah 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 they can only remember their relations, but they cannot understand the deepness of the concept because their level of development of their thinking is not good enough to understand the deep relations between the concepts. Okay, so, so understanding every 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 age is has limits. Right. Yeah, because and look, is there a look, sharp look, is there a sharp line between understanding yes, and memory? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there are lots of things in your memory, in my memory. We, we, we remember many things we do not understand. We even know some things we do not understand, right? Mm -hmm. So it's quite obvious that people know things, but they have no idea about this. Right, okay. Huh? Yeah, even adults, okay? So is it, is it recorded as well? Yes. Good. <laughs> you can then make an make a edit. Yeah, I think okay. it was a very nice discussion. I like the discussion rather than just my lectures. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so we are continuing to answer your next question, how it is related to the theory. So yes. I mentioned that this is related to series of concepts. Okay. And even more, this principle, I'm now speaking about experimental principle, is related to one of the laws of development. This is very interesting because Vygotsky formulated this law and he presented this law in his books. He even said that this is the most important law of cultural development. But believe me or not, if you look on the literature about Vygotsky, do you remember I mentioned the lists of four laws, two laws, one, in, in none of these lists, this law is even mentioned. And I was surprised, it's, it's in Vygotsky's collected works. The only thing is just to open volume five and read. <laughs> you might disagree, you might say, no, it's not a law of development, but at least you understand that it was Law Vygotsky himself defined as the law of development, and he said it is the most important law of development. So, and that's why uh, I want to tell you a little bit about this law very shortly. 
So this is the law which says that there are four stages of development of every higher psychological function. Four stages of development of every higher functions. So this is the law, which means that every higher psychological function in child development goes through these four stages. They are genetically related stages of development. And it gives us a key to understanding. If something go, goes wrong with the child, if the child has a problem, difficulties, maybe one of these stages was, uh, didn't went correctly. Maybe one of the stages were, was not, uh, how to say, well, you understand what I mean. Sure. Might be the, might be the problem in one of these stages, and this gives us a, a better understanding if we want to think how we can help this child. Okay, so, and these four stages are very simple. The first stage, Vygotsky called the sometimes he called it the stage of primitive psychology, but nowadays the word primitive is not politically correct. And therefore, I prefer to use the uh, word in the stage of natural behavior. Natural behavior is when the small children uh, are not using any signs. They, uh, their behavior is natural. So it's like, um, uh, it's like the child uh, needs to remember a number of objects in front of him. And the child is not using even finger to count this. He tries to remember. And some children, small children, can remember the amount of things. For example, if there are two or three things, like two or three balls, you know, but if there are 10, 20, so the children cannot. So mm. they cannot. So, so this is uh, about uh, lower psychological functions. They are using their natural memory, they are using their natural attention, uh, and of course, um, uh, if they are motivated and interested. <laughs> so this is what Vygotsky called is uh, kind of natural, natural. So, and uh, it's a kind of operating of things without, without using tools and signs to organize the process of, of, of uh, uh, memorizing. Mm. Uh, I'm introducing the words which is important uh, because uh, for English people to memorize and to remember is the same. They say, remember this or memorize this, it's the same. It's a colloquial language, it's an everyday language. But for Vygotsky, it was not the same. Mm. To remember, I have to memorize first. Right? I cannot remember things which I didn't memorize. Mm. So memorization, memorizing is one aspect and remembering is, a, is another one. Okay. But unfortunately, in all texts, when Vygotsky describes memorization and memory separate, saying that memorization is that, that natural uh, or primitive uh, uh, psychology, when the child tries to memorize without using some external tools. Mm. So not a memory, not a remembering, but mem memorizing. In Russian, it's word zapominanie. Okay, 
but unfortunately it was all translated as remembering zapominanie me memorizing is not a remembering okay it's just a passing by comment so and then as the child grows the child comes to the second stage the second stage is the stage of naive psychology what does it mean naive psychology In, it's it's a second stage when 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 the child is copying imitating the ways of using some tools uh, to organize the memorization we adults use mm. but the child is using these tools just to imitate for example we are saying that we are using these fingers like one two three and the child also can repeat one two three but he doesn't understand that the fingers are related to the number of objects for for him it's still two, three different things okay and and this second stage the child the child moves through this stage very quickly very quickly it's a kind of intermediate stage because the most important stage is this stage number three Vygotsky said uh, call it the stage of external science and stage of external operations So, and Vygotsky in uh, uh, volume six and uh, in some of the, his publications, he gives uh, examples of series of experiments he did to show how the children are quickly coming to the stage of external operations and external science. They understand quickly the idea how to use something, something which helps them to remember the numbers, mm. like, in, like in mathematics, or uh, uh, was an example with the pictures and words and so on and you will you will find it in his writings so the idea is that this is a kind of external operations with external science and what is important these operations with external science are different than operations without science operations without science is the child has to look at the objects and say say to himself uh remember three remember three something like that mm. but when there is a when there is a sign like fingers or oh, one two three so you see the the operations are different there are operations of pointing there are operations of relating the signs to the objects so it's a different psychological structure of operations but they are external operations and the signs are external signs so And external to the child. Tools and, and, and external. It's a stage right, right, right. of external. Ex external from the mind or external. Yeah, external. Uh, meaning external. It, meaning it, I just no. mean outside of the head or, or outside yeah, of the person. It's, meaning like it's a, outside of the head, outside which external. External outside of the is, person as well. So they are they are looking on the object. They are giving tasks. They are counting, calculating. They are trying to remember. They are using external tools, and this is the stage three. And then. The next stage is stage four, which is the stage of internal operations and internal science. When the child, when the child begins, begins to use not just real fingers to count, when the child can count without using fingers, mm -hmm. as if the fingers are 
now in his mind. <laughs> okay. He is doing the same operations, the same operations, but these operations are completely internal. Is this something we could call like the complete decontextualization of mediational means? Is that, would that be, yeah, would that be yeah. synonymous with uh, number four? Yeah, you can, you can call it like this. So I'm not speaking about the titles, about the names right. and labels. I'm speaking about the, the idea. Mm -hmm. So, and as Vygotsky said, this is the general law, which means that every high psychological function goes through these four stages. It is equal to development of memory, development of thinking, development of will, development of imagination. So, and then, and then, so it's possible memory might be on stage four, where volition might be on stage yes, two. Yes, like that, right? yes, 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 yes. This is a, this is another law of, of desynchronicity. Mm -hmm. And it, it, and it never happens that they, they all are equally developed. Do you remember? At every stage, there is one function which is more developed, and others are less developed. Mm -hmm. We never have in the child or even in adults all high psychological functions developed equally. It never happens. It never happens. Some functions are developed more, sometimes some functions are developed less. That's what makes all of us unique. Some people are saying, oh, I have bad memory. Yeah? Some people say, oh, Nikolai, you are thinking days and nights, impossible, I cannot do this. Something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I, I, I call the architecture, architecture of high psychological functions. And everybody, you and me and everybody has its own, his or her own architecture of the functions, which is the result of our individual development in different cultures, different uh, conditions and so on and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Okay, but again, we are not speaking about the results. We are not speaking about the fruits. We are speaking about the whole process, how these fruits are coming. So first, no signs, then imitation of using signs, then conscious using sign as external tool mediators, and then internal signs and internal operations. These are stages. And this is the very important law. I think it's very important and very helpful for researchers and teachers to understand if the child has a problem with the memory. It's not because the child has a bad memory. It might be because the child had a problem and his cultural memory was not developed and he has to use his physiological memory to mm. solve the tasks which require a cultural memory. So the way to support this child is to, to, to help this child, to introduce to this child these tools which he can use to remember something and then to improve his memory to the higher level. So not to train his natural memory, but to give him tools to transform his natural memory into the cultural memory. Say, say that last sentence again, please, in a different way. I like it. I just like to, like to hear you say it in a different way. It was basically uh, not, not, to, not to train the natural memory, but to... Not to train his natural memory, uh, thinking that the child has a bad memory because uh, no, the child cannot remember things and cannot cannot remember things uh, because of his memory is bad, bad, and not to train his natural memory, but to think about 
how to develop his cultural memory by introducing him the tools, the science he can use to organize his process of memorizing differently. We are not working with the memory, we are working with the memorizing, because mm. memorizing is external operations. Do you remember memorizing and memory? Okay? Mm -hmm. So we are not teaching the child how to remember. We are teaching the child how to organize memorizing. And if the memorizing is based on the cultural tools, it will affect his memory. He will remember more and longer. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was in my book, uh, which you know. There were examples about that. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. So I'm just repeating things you know, but uh, I think it's very important. So uh, this, this is a, from my point of view, this law is very, very important, very interesting and very helpful. But again, unfortunately, in the contemporary literature, I cannot find any uh, explicit explanation of this law, of this law. Even the books like A Companion to Vygotsky, introdu Introducing Vygotsky, Essential Vygotsky, Mm. Can you imagine the book Essential Newton without mentioning Newtonian laws, laws of mechanics? I cannot. But there is a book Essential Vygotsky, Essential Vygotsky, which, which says nothing about this law of four stages of development. Mm. And my question is why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, and, and you see, if we are me as an experimenter, if I want to study the process of development, this principle of developmental tools is very important for me because my task is to bring to the laboratory certain number of different tools and introduce these tools for the child and then I can organize the special situation of the problem solving or play situation or storytelling or plot when the child will be indirectly um, conditioned to start using these tools. And for me as a researcher, it might be very interesting to, to make a kind of observation of how the child is using this tool. Is it on the stage of naive psychology or he's just imitating or he is using this as an external tool with external operation, or he is, he is already doing it very quickly and then very quickly comes to the final stage. Might be a very interesting research project. For example, if we, if we take the children with special needs, we can make a research about what are the most appropriate tools we can provide to these children to support their development because of their disability or something, right? Mm -hmm. or, or we can make a study about uh, children at different ages. What are the most efficient tools to support their development according to their age, their gender, their social conditions, their level of development. There is a huge, huge amount of possible research but uh, for me, this is one of the most important principles because first it is related to the process of development. 
And as a result, we know that Vygotsky's definition that every high mental function is mediated by its construction. This is a characteristic of every high mental function. Every high mental function is not direct function, it's mediated by its construction. And the process of mediation goes through four stages as a transition from non-mediated forms of behavior to mediated forms of behavior, which are now becoming the internal, internal uh, stage of internal tools, internal science and internal actions or operations. Mm. So this is a kind of the paradigm. This is a kind of the, the, the line. And you see the genetic line here from natural forms of behavior to cultural forms of, forms of behavior and then to high psychological functions. The whole process of how high psychological functions are becoming high psychological functions, which we now can use freely mm -hmm. uh, communicating. So they had the same story. And it doesn't matter when it happened in 18th century, 20th century, 20th century, it will happen in 21st. Never mind in which country. Australia, US, Finland, doesn't matter. Of mm. course, the tools are different because tools <coughs> are different depending on their culture. So we are eating with the spoons, somebody is eating with the chucks. So we are using English, somebody is using Chinese, doesn't matter. So these are only conditions, these are only diversity. But through this diversity, Vygotsky introduced the general law mm. which works. And my example is like, you know, you know, well, when, when the rock falls from the, from the cliff and when I shoot with the gun, it might look very differently, but the, the trajectory of the bullet and the trajectory of the stone are, uh, can be calculated according to the same law of gravity. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they look different, but in fact, the law, and as Vygotsky say, says that, uh, yes, higher psychological functions are all different. Thinking is not the same as memory. Memory is not the same as imagination. Imagination is not the same as will, and will is not the same as attention. But my task, Vygotsky said, my task is not to find what separates this from each other. My task is to find what is similar, and what is similar is they all develop according to the same law. And one of these laws is the law of four stages mm. of development of every high psycho psychological function. And now you can see why Vygotsky said that this is very important law. Huh? Okay, so that was the answer to your second question. And what is, what is the third and you one? And you could see how this could lead to research this long. Well, yeah. How it could well, support research. Yeah, uh, one of it's one of my colleagues. Uh, uh, she was my PhD student, uh, Victoria Minson. She did a very interesting study about uh, how teachers in early years. No, I don't mean early years. I mean early childhood. So actually, I mean kinder. Mm -hmm. So age four five how teachers, uh, practical teachers might help 
children to develop their higher psychological functions on their level, of course. Uh, uh, mostly memory, memory, because memory is the leading, as you know. So to help them to overcome the problems. And uh, one of the cases was a case I presented in Moscow last year. It was a case of one girl who had a problem with this storytelling. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know in America, but in Australia, it's very popular practice in kindergartens, storytelling, which means, oh, no, no, st not storytelling, but uh, show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. Mm -hmm. Just uh, children uh, bring their some toys from home and they are uh, asked to tell a short story about it. Mm -hmm. And this, this girl had a problem. She could not. She did bring the monkey from home, she, but she couldn't tell her any story about monkey. Uh, and uh, there might be lots of reasons for, reasons for that, yeah. But we discovered that the reason for that for that was that uh, she had no she had she didn't have developed internal tools to be able to tell the story according to the scenario she can keep in the memory and tell the story according to this. So the, the sequence of actions. So and we developed a special program for this for this girl by introducing first external. So we just reproduced the four stages of development. <laughs> so mm. we took her and moved her through the four stages. And as a result, he was able to tell the story about three little pigs, for example. Mm -hmm. And from the very beginning to the very end, which is much longer story, it's much more difficult story than the story about the monkey. So, because she had to remember all the all the plot, all the all the scenario, all the and the what what every character says and when and mm. how, and we even did the provocation. We invited the teacher who tried to 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 who tried to change the story and saying that that so change, changing the story. And, but uh, the girl was saying, no, no, no. It was not like that. Mm. It was like like that. So this one of the examples. And uh, what is interesting in that research was that on that basis, my, my colleague, my younger colleague, she's now had a job in Melbourne Uni University in, in, I think it's a Deakin, Deakin University, yeah. So she's now a young early career researcher. And one of the outcomes is that on the basis of this research, this, my young colleague, uh, 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 Victoria Minson, she has developed a, a matrix, a matrix for teachers that teachers can use uh, to be able to notice the moments when the child has difficulties and mm. to immediately create a, a small program of how to support the child to overcome these difficulties ba based on the principle of Vygotsky. Mm. And he tried and he, she introduced that matrix to teachers and I hope that the matrix will be widely used in Australia. At least there is an interest to this matrix in Russia and in Sweden. Mm. And she was invited to come to Sweden to introduce this matrix to Swedish teachers, early uh, kinder teachers. But mm. because of the situation with the coronavirus, so it was all changed. But I think this is a kind of example of how we can use, how we can help children, but uh, not using our, uh, how to say, our speculations, but on the basis of the objectively existing laws so got it yeah okay so
So this is the principle of cultural tools or developmental tools. And now you can see it, it's the same. Cultural mm. tools are becoming developmental tools only when people, children or adults are using these tools to mediate their relationship or interactions or collaboration, whatever, with others. You cannot use science to mediate your relationship with your nature. Yeah, but you can use science to mediate your relationship with other people, with cultural realities. And by doing this, you are building, you are creating a new type of memory. You are, you are building your cultural memory. For example, uh, and I love this example, I give it to students. If you know Russian language, which mm -hmm. is in your head, okay? Yeah? Uh, your memory is not limited by your head because potentially every book written in Russian language is in your memory. Mm. You go to the library and take the book. So language, Russian language as a cult system of cultural science extends my memory, <laughs> which now includes, potentially includes every book which is written in Russian. But of course, it's not in my head. It's mm. in the library. It's like my, it's like I'm using my natural memory when I have a when I, when I have a task to to recall something. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, internally coming to the to the storage of my memory and trying to 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 take from that storage information I need. But cultural memory doesn't work like that. Cultural memory works another one. I go to the library as a storage of my cultural memory. Mm. And that and that storage comparing to my natural memory is million, million times more yeah, bigger. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So my second example is cultural how how cultural memory works. Mm. So in Melbourne, in the city center, in this, in a city of Melbourne. We have a very, uh, we have a very, how to say, very impressive uh, memorial for Australians who died during the war or all the wars. So, why people are building these things, memorials? Take the word memorial. Mm -hmm. Okay, memorial, memory. To keep this in our collective memory, not to forget those heroes who gave their lives for to liberate the world from fascism. So naturally, natural memory is very short. Naturally it's not natural to remember what is natural is to forget mm. as you know our working memory is very short and our but cultural memory is different what is natural for cultural memory is to remember but not to forget and therefore generation from generation we keep the memory 
of important events in the history because of these uh, memorials. They are physical, they are objective, but uh, they are elements of our cultural memory. It's a symbol, it's a sign, sign not, not to forget what happened and mm. how people have, and, and so. So these all things, and this is about humans. Animals never create the memorials. They don't need. Say that what is the difference? The difference between high animals and, and human beings? Vygotsky, Vygotsky is not the answer. Say that. The difference is the principle of signification, the ability to use signs and create signs like in memorials, for example, which animals never do. Even they high developed animals like apes, dolphins, whatever. Even the social, socially organized animals like, like, like honeybees or whatever. Mm. So this because this is a cultural memory. So that's why, that's why uh, as a psychologist, when I'm doing my research about uh, to support children to develop their cultural memory. I cannot cannot do this without bringing to the children uh, some cultural tools, which then maybe they will use as their developmental tools, depending on the situation. So, okay. And you see how important this is for teachers. The general advice is when the child has a problem, don't think it's because of genetics. Don't think it's because of brain disorder. Think about maybe the child was not supported when he was at the second stage. Mm. Maybe the child was not good in moving through the third stage. And what we have to do is just to take the child, put the child into special, specially created situation, might be play, game, competition, whatever. And to introduce these tools, he probably or she probably doesn't have. And then having these internal tools, the child will come back to the class, being equipped with the tools. And the new task will be much easier for the child to understand or to remember. Because if there is tools, if there are tools, the child can use tools with different mm -hmm. tasks. They are not related to the certain task. Okay? So it's helpful to, to assist the child in acquiring the tools in a in perhaps a more playful setting. Yeah. And then, yeah, tra and then yeah. transport those tools to an academic setting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. When the child has, a, has tools here, so that the child much, much better understands the new information. Because the tools work, the tools work, uh, they are not, Related anymore to the concrete task, they are universal. They can the child can apply these tools for different and even even without even understanding how it happens that he can remember more because it goes it goes in a, in a way that the child maybe not even understand. Is there a certain way to to isolate or identify which higher mental function is underdeveloped? When, yes. when you see a student struggling with a particular task. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. You, you can use you, you can use the standard 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 tests. There are 
in classical traditional psychology, there are standardized tests of checking the development. So, okay. but for us, it's, for Vygotsky, it's only a first step. Mm -hmm. First yeah. to identify which functions are underdeveloped, and then, and then to build a strategy how to develop. Yeah, but having that first step is helpful, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because and, teacher, and, teachers are often focused on the task itself. Yes, and, and yes, uh, here, yes, here's yes. The, the student is unable yes, to yeah, complete yeah. this task. But, but as opposed to the yeah, student yeah, is underdeveloped yeah. in this particular function. Yeah, yeah, but it's very important to identify which function exactly mm -hmm. is needs needs attention. So, so a, a child then, who has a hard time organizing her homework, for example. Yeah, might be. Uh, is there, so, is there, uh, I don't know, this is a very broad example, but is there any particular advice you could offer? Uh, uh, you know me, Anthony, I, I never give advices on mm. the cases, on imaginary cases. So yeah, uh, okay. my professional answer is that, um, let me talk to this child. <laughs> let me make some procedures with this child. <laughs> And then I will give you an answer because it might be several reasons. So mm. there are no universal recipe for that. And right. it's good. And that's good because every teacher knows that what works with one child might not work with the other. So this is this is a kind of uh, yeah. every, teacher no, knows, every teacher knows this. Yeah. So but that but even then your answer right there is helpful because it's it's not simply uh uh get organized or not get organized. It's more like your couple different possible yeah, paths and, and maybe, that could be improved. And, yeah, and maybe the child was not just, uh, didn't learn what are the tools he can use to organize, mm. to organize. I can give you an example, by the way. Uh, it's about my being adult. It's about me because I know. So why I'm using me because uh, uh, because I know this as a, as a, as a patient and as a, as a doctor, as a psychologist. Mm -hmm. When I was young, a teenager, I was always late. I was always late. I was late to lessons. I was late to come to school. I was late. So I had no time management. So, and sometimes it was a problem. Sometimes it wasn't. It was not a problem, but it became a problem when I was late to my first date with the girl. <laughs> Doesn't and matter. To, yeah. And she had to wait. And she had to wait for me for half an hour. And of course, she didn't want to wait for me for half an hour. And therefore, I lost my first chance to make my first date with the girl. And then I suddenly understand that this is why I have a problem. <laughs> you see, social situation of development. Okay, motivation. And uh, I had a conversation with my teacher. I had a teacher in my school. Taisia Moglianska, fantastic teacher. And she said to me, Nikolai, I know, I know how to solve the problem. Can you put your word, can you put your clock five minutes, five minutes ahead? Mm. Every time you walk on the watch on the clock. So you see that it's 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 quarter, it's quarter two, but actually it's twenty-two. Okay, and then you have if you start moving immediately, so you will be in time. And what that's that's I did. And believe me or not, this helped me a lot. And now you can you can just you can just 
contact my colleagues in Monash. I can give you emails and say that what is the most important characteristic of Nikolai? The answer, the answer will be Nikolai is never late. Yeah. <laughs> never. You probably noticed our meetings. It's just time. Yeah, yes, so we both like to be punctual. Especially for Australia, people are always late. 10, 15, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, not, not a problem. So, but do you know what? I understand now, but still, even now, my clock are five minutes ahead. I automatically <laughs> calculate it back. But yeah. if I put it, if I put 20, uh, 12 as 12, I will then automatically calculate it five minutes back and I will begin being late all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> you see, so this is just the external, external tool to organize my time management, but now is now internal, but external still five minutes ahead because, because otherwise my internal tool will be just. Yeah, it's a simple fix. Yep. Okay. I have, I have one last question. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you think of some research questions that can be answered with this particular tool with, I mean, with this particular principle, or can you think of any other research studies that utilize yeah, this? Well, uh, uh, of course, on one hand, we have a lot of research about uh, using different science and tools, developmental tools. And I can give you an example with the fantastic work of Elena Badrova and Deborah Leong. Leong. They published uh, several books and they, their book, the main book is that the tools of the mind the tools of the mind mm. published 1996 you can find a lot of interesting uh, information there they are in united states uh, so and many many others and as i said uh, some of my students are also applying this principle but uh, this principle might be very helpful if the research question is somehow related to, uh, to the idea of sign and mediation and the tools. And so, because uh, there, are, there are millions of research questions, but if the research question is related to the development, looking on the, what kind of signs and how they mediate and, and mm. uh, how children are using different signs to mediate. So these all, these hip, hips of research questions uh, are, are the questions which will require this principle to be uh, to be introduced to the research program but before that um, I ask my students to think carefully about is this principle applicable to their research because as you know there are five principles and sometimes only one of these principles is applicable to the research sometimes mm -hmm. two principles so uh, I cannot, I cannot imagine the situation when all five principles are <laughs> applicable because our research questions are very specific. Mm. Uh, we cannot ask general questions. This is uh, for philosophy. And we love philosophy, but we are not philosophers okay. uh, when, when we do our research. So, so but uh, however, what I think is important is that there are principles and you can just think about which of these might be better for your research program and it's a very very big help for the students i think they have uh, something to choose from 
right instead of building something which might be good or not so and that was the utilitarian or practical or concrete uh, idea i wanted to and is there is, is there is there any general approach maybe not because i said general but of uh i'd say you have a room a, a class full of 20 students and you're trying to identify which which level each student is on in terms of the four levels of higher mental function development is oh, is, is there an approach that could be used for that well look it depends on the age of your children if you are if your children are adolescent or teenagers uh, none of them is definitely on the first stage on on the second stage right mm -hmm. so the, the big the bigger problems okay. are on the, on the stage four and the stage three and stage four because okay. this is the most important so and then you just give them the task and see how how they are solving the task if you see that they have a problem just talk to them why you couldn't what was the problem what you didn't understand and and they they will tell you a story about what's the problem and then you can interpret this story in the, in the sense that aha okay that's the that's the point do they have their tools or not and then you create a special special something special for each of them uh, to, to 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 yeah but look uh, these are research principles they are not pedagogical principles mm -hmm. but uh, pedagogically i think it's very important for teachers to think about what are the cultural tools of development of child thinking we are bringing to them mm. so how we are what variety of tools we are introducing during the during the lesson for them to support them to understand something new not just give them the material just you have to remember this and this and this no, no. so you have to think about what might be the different cultural tools to for to support their memory to support their understanding thinking and to support their motivation even so a kind of kind of uh, instrumentarium mm. a psychological instrumentarium instrumentarium because because i can explain the new concept to children or i can show the picture or i can show the model or i can give them a metaphor and sometimes even i'm using anecdotes the jokes to to support my students to understand psychological concepts mm. when i'm teaching the students very difficult psychological concepts sometimes i just tell them the, the short story the, 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 the joke because they remember the joke but in the, in the joke there is a whole idea and do you know my favorite joke about motivation you know this mm -hmm. you don't know ah so uh imagine i'm a teacher or the professor at the university i'm teaching the general psychology course and i have to and i have to make a class about motivation human motivation external motivation internal motivation stimulation types of motives the hierarchy of motives all these stuff uh, as we always do right the maslow hierarchy of needs and motivation so different approaches to motivation, Heckhausen idea of motivation, that the Bigotsky's ideas of motivation, Leontiev's ideas of motivation, and the children are getting, oh, students are getting crazy about that. So I said, okay, the only thing you have to remember is a very short joke. 
Mm. The joke is, uh, I'm not good in terminology in English, but okay, I, I hope you understand. So the joke is that it was a, it was a court in America. It was a guy who killed people, and the verdict was death, death, okay, because of he he killed people, okay, terrorist or something. And the, the, the death is on, on the electric chair. Is it electric chair, the correct word? Yeah. So, and he was in a, in a prison, in a jail. And once in the morning, so the, 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 the special people came to his place and took him to the corridor, to the room where there is electric chair. So, and when they wanted him to sit in the chair, he was so fat that he couldn't fit himself to the chair. And they decided, okay, what, how, how can we, how, 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 can we, okay, we, uh, we postponed the, the execution and we put him to the very strong diet, like only vegetables or something, so for him to lose the weight. And in two weeks, he, they came again, and they bring him again, and he was even fatter. <laughs> it was a story okay, game. Wow, what was, what was his diet? Just vegetables and fruits and, hmm. Okay, okay, we have what we have to do. Just bread and water, that's it. Small piece of bread, small amount of water for two weeks. And they did. In two weeks, they came back, they took him, bring him to the chair, and he was even fatter. <laughs> They were saying, hey guys, hey guy, what is going on? Do you know what his answer was? He said, hey guys, I simply don't have a motivation. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you see, this is an, another cultural tool to help students to understand and, and to remember what motivation is. So for some students, the picture is good. For some students, the metaphor is good. For some students, the explanation is good. For some students, a short video is good. But I, as a teacher, I can use all the variety of the tools uh, for my students. And then as a kind of the result, everybody uh, will understand, will understand what real motivation is. Motivation is this. When there is no motivation, nothing happens mm. everything we do is because of motivation <laughs> everything we don't do is also because of motivation motivation is no, not only what motivates our activity motivation might motivate our passivity as well mm. <laughs> how does the okay. punchline how does the punchline sound in russian huh how does the punchline sound in Russian? Punchline punch punch is like the final, the last line of the joke. Uh, in Russian, you know, yeah, you know. Ребята, ребята, у меня просто нет мотивации. Motivation, motivation, it's very strong. Okay. I'm, I'm motivated to ask one last question. Okay. Because uh, I think I'm probably in the average as a teacher that we think more about tasks than about higher psychological function. Mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. not the vocabulary that we tend to have in our head. Mm -hmm. so, oh yeah, but it's not pedagogical. It's a psychological, of course. So he, let's say a student has to write a, uh, let's say an editorial article, like a 400 word opinion article for a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which 
psychological functions can you name that are probably at play during that all, task? All okay, of so them. Can you name, just name, all of them. just list some for me. All, all of them. Memory, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thinking, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Imagination, mm -hmm. yes. Attention, volition. All five high psychological functions are in action. So potentially a student could have a deficit in one or more of one those. Of, yeah. And that's where the, and that's where the block is, I guess. Like you uh, know, somebody who's unable to perform. But it's, the task. this might be might be this or might be motivation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is not included. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's just not, not interested. Or yeah. maybe he doesn't understand why this task should be completed. Sure, yeah. Or maybe he understands why the task should be completed, but he, he doesn't understand why this is important. So there may, may be a million of reasons, not only in relation to his higher psychological functions, but in relation to his personality, personal circumstances, something like that. So, and every teacher knows that when the child is acting this way or that way, it might be million reasons behind that. Sure, and sure. that's that, this is what makes <clears throat> our job a, a piece of art. We are artists. So my message is that pedagogy is arts rather than the mm. rather than the industry or something like that. But th so, this to me is really interesting that you know these these there's these different like mental functions plus yeah, motivation yeah. over here. And, yeah, uh, but, and any but, number of these factors can be at play. Yeah. And, and you know they don't want separately. Mm. Do you remember right. hierarch right. hierarchy architecture? Sure. Mm. So they support each other. For example, if there is a deficit of imagination, it might be compensated with a better memory. Or if there is no, if there is a deficit of thinking, it might be uh, compensated by the development of imagination. So mm. all this. So we have to. So and and the best way is that the student if the student wants to write needs to write an essay give give a structure give them a structure. So, and and this this helps the structural. What is the what is the point one point two point three point four point one point two point three then point four agreements disagreements and then conclusion something like that. If you give a matrix as a external tool, they will. They will use this to organize their external activity and then they, it will help them to change their thinking. If they use several times this structure, they then in the future they take the new newspaper and they will read newspaper having this structure already. And then they will be able to to see to see the structure of, of the newspaper mm. instead of the the content. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So Okay. Is there, is so, there it, any any final thoughts that you'd like to uh, on yeah, uh, or yeah, the, and the, no, 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 no. So we spent two hours. Sorry, yeah, and two hours <laughs> is so. I think. So thank you, thank you for your patience. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Thank you. Always good thank to see you. you.